0: Welcome to our program, I'm Vic Batiste along with Nathan Jones and it's great to have you being part of our program. Today we're going to be talking about a course in biblical prophecy, so we hope that you can stay tuned and be part of our program uh, today. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your words and study of my Bible prophecy is so important. I thank you for being, I thank you for all who it, And pray you bless our study for your honor and glory. In your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, what a wonderful subject matter. A course in biblical prophecy. So, Nathan, you guys, uh, of course, have done some great articles uh, in biblical prophecy. They are Christ in Prophecy, Landline Ministry. And I think this is one of the more exciting subject matters because, one, Nathan, it seems to me that there's a lot of people out there that they are confused with biblical prophecy, it seems like many of them say that they can't understand it. So a course will do some people well. Would you agree? <laughs> uh, Most definitely. Than I, sir,
1: it's important to study the 31% of the Bible is Bible prophecy, we neglect a third of the Bible. And what's it, that? Second Timothy, it tells us that all scripture is useful. All Scripture, not just some of it, all of it. So, thirty-one percent of the Bible we should not leave out. So, excellent topic.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's amazing. I'm glad. That, I'm glad that you're a statistics type of person, Aidan. I appreciate that. You know exactly the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a
1: big number. Right? I mean, almost a third of the Bible is, contains a particular subject. It, it means that God wants us to understand what's coming. It's yeah. very important for to God that we know that Jesus Christ is coming soon. He will be victorious because he's victorious. We will be victorious. We who believe in him as Savior will be victorious
0: as well. That's the message that God has for us in Bible prophecy. I love it. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And yeah, again, of course, in Bible prophecy, and Nathan, part of I mean, a lot of people think that the subject matter of biblical prophecy is so complicated that they can't understand it, or that it should be only certain types of people that should study the subject matter, but that's not necessarily true, right Nathan? Right, and it's
1: useful for everybody. It's not just useful for some people who might have a fascination with the tribulation, or the Antichrist, or 666, that's not what Bible prophecy is about, that's an aspect of Bible prophecy. The Bible prophecy is all about Jesus Christ's victory, setting up his kingdom, defeating evil, setting up his kingdom, and then moving humanity into the eternal state. Yeah. We are, go full circle back to the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve walked and talked and had face-to-face fellowship
0: with the Creator. That's where God is moving us towards, and that's what Bible prophecy teaches. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, and this is very exciting. And there's, The scriptures are filled, Nathan, with encouragement for believers to know the times which we're living in, to understand the signs of the time, and, and all that. We find that God also makes a separation between Christians and non-Christians and our responsibility. And I like, Nathan, actually, one of the passages found in the Bible in First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. Uh, verses 1-9. through nine. I was wondering if maybe you might be able to take us there and maybe read those verses so that we can talk a little bit about them and also so that anybody uh, out there watching or listening to this program will see what the scriptures have to say in uh, regards to our responsibilities and who should study Bible prophecy and why study Bible prophecy. So Nathan, maybe you can uh, open us up there in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 1-9 through nine, and read those in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible. Sure, I actually might go to verse 11 if that's okay, because that's complete the whole section about the day of the Lord, which is
1: another term for the tribulation God will wrath upon the world that's coming. Yes. Verse 1 begins, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Mm. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day, and we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Uh Therefore, comfort each other and edify
0: one another, just as you also are doing. Wow, what a beautiful passage. Thank you so much, Nathan. And Nathan, what I notice here is that Paul makes a distinction between those that are of the light and those that are of the darkness, and then also uh, the responsibility there. Yeah, uh,
1: (laughs) you can pretty much put all of humanity into two camps. Those who live in the darkness, in other words, they have rejected Christ, they want to live on their own, they have not surrendered their lives to Him, who are sadly and tragically still on that road to hell. Then there's those who live in the light. They have been given the light by the Holy Spirit, they've accepted Christ as their Savior, they've surrendered their lives to Him, and they live with the Holy Spirit in that. They are the Christians. They are the ones who accepted Jesus as their Savior, and they live in the light, and they then get the extra benefit of knowing what the future has in store
0: for them. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, Nathan, I, 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 we find here. I love this passage because it, it speaks also again in verse five. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day, and we're not of the night nor darkness. Uh, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch. Uh, and be sober and through the Bible right Nathan will also uh, there's constant uh, there uh, challenge or and also and I don't, don't want to say challenge but also a putting forth a challenge in a sense for the believers to remain uh, watchful to not be asleep and to be alert right 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 this is
1: verse 3, how it says that in these times leading up to the day of the Lord to the, what the Bible also calls the tribulation, or yeah. the 70th week of Daniel, a 7 year time period that I believe is soon coming on the world where yes. God will pour out His wrath upon the world with the 21 judgments we read in Revelation, and it starts with the people saying peace and safety. In other words, uh, they some major event happens that brings peace and safety to the world. We read in Revelation chapter 6 about the First seal judgment being opened, and the antichrist goes out into the world, and he he uh, tricks the world into believing there's peace, and that's what all could be it. We're leading up to a time where the world feels, hey, we finally reached peace in our time, or safety in our time. But people point today to uh, looking like North Korea, Kim Jong Un, is going to give up their nuclear program, or. Right. Maybe Iran will back off and stop trying to threaten the Middle East, or, right. or maybe Russia will just be content with its own borders, or, or something that will bring peace and safety. But when they're all selling saying peace and safety, that's when sudden destruction will come upon them. We as believers in Christ who have the Bible know that that will happen, but the rest of the world, those who live in darkness,
0: know. The destruction will come on and they'll be surprised about it. Nathan, and and you know, that's exactly what we're noticing, and there's a lot of deception today. And I'm glad you brought that up, what's going on with uh, North Korea and South Korea, and people actually uh, falling into these uh, deception, and that's why the scriptures are so important, right, Nathan, because the scriptures tell us how things are going to end, and how things are going to line up before the end.
1: Yeah, if we ignore the 31% of the
0: Bible that is prophecy, that tells us what's going to happen in the
1: future. Yep. That we fall under darkness as well, not that we lose our salvation, but that we don't know what's ahead and we okay. spend a lot of time worrying and, and being in grief and, and panicking over certain things, but if we study the Bible and God has laid it out for us, I maybe mean, not in the level of detail that we would like, but he's given us enough details to know what will happen, and it also gives us this wonderful verse, verse nine, which says, "For God did not appoint us to wrath." In other words, the tribulation is the wrath of God. All twenty-one yeah. judgments. Yeah. Jesus, as soon as he opens the first seal and says the seventh bowl judgment, it's the wrath of God. But the church, those who believe in Jesus, we are not appointed to that wrath. Right. We obtain salvation through the Lord, yeah. so we do not have to worry about comfort each other and edify one another with these words fact, I don't know about you Ned, but I am so happy to know that we will not have to live through the tribulation time period. Ooh, hey I'm
0: just happy as you are Nathan <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Nathan well, we talk about. But yeah and that's why we're talking about this course in biblical prophecy because it brings peace and comfort when we truly understand what Bible prophecy is all so about and what it says
1: right but that, and that's what Bible prophecy is meant to be it's People get kind of caught up in the, the destruction and the gloom and doom. Certainly, Revelation goes into great detail about that. But it's just a tiny, tiny little sliver of time in the eternality that God has for us. Even in human events with the 6,000 years or so that humanity has been on the earth, that we know that that is just a tiny little period for the amazingness that the Lord has yeah. planned, not just for the millennial kingdom, which will last a 1,000 years, but the eternal which will go on forever and yeah. ever and ever. Yeah. That is the hope that Christians have. That we can get through this difficult time period. And certainly, we are living in a difficult time period. Who can disagree with
0: that? Yeah. But it's just, it's just a fleeting moment compared to the eternality that God has in store for us. I love, I love it. Love him. Excellent point. Nathan. an excellent point. And again, this is why this is so exciting because. Again, when we understand the signs of the time, biblical prophecy, when we understand what the Bible says, how things are going to start to unravel, it brings peace and hope for us in our future, despite of what the news says, despite of what CNN or NBC says. We trust the Word of God, and this is why being biblical students of biblical prophecy brings great peace. Nathan, you, you... you guys wrote an incredible article uh, there in Christ in Prophecy, actually uh, relating to uh, biblical prophecy, and, and I just thought it was really uh, uh, awesome uh, what you uh, what you put together. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Well, uh, give a little
1: background. Uh, I am the associate evangelist with a ministry called Lamb and Lion Ministries, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Who Whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, started the ministry back in 1980. Yes. And he's written extensively over the years and through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is its 18th season of airing, wow. um, about the importance of Bible prophecy. Folks so can check out that information on our website at lamblion.com or Christinprophecy.org. And there just go under our articles, especially in general. We've got a fantastic article that our founder, Dr. Regan wrote about the importance of Bible prophecy. We've also done a number of Christian prophecy episodes. You can find that right on our homepage, and you can find out why Bible prophecy is important.
0: Because, as we said, it's very important. Yeah, and Nathan, and, and of course, we find that this is what we're doing. This program is also to educate, encourage individuals, and hopefully give them certain nuggets from here that they can feel more comfortable in diving in. Uh, to uh, study a biblical prophecy and Nathan just a general question, if I were to ask you Nathan Jones why should you study Bible prophecy, uh, what would you say to me Nathan? Well I would
1: say there are, there are
0: many reasons, uh,
1: the article particularly that Dr. Reagan makes he gives us 10 particular points about why Bible prophecy is important and like we said, let's start with the first one, the quantity of Bible prophecy, like I said one third of the Bible. Quarter to a third of the Bible yeah. is prophetic in nature. I mean, we're talking about the Psalms. Many people don't think about it, but the Psalms are many of them prophecy. We've got the major prophets like Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Daniel. We've got the 12 minor prophets. We have many prophecies in the historical books. Mm-hmm. And then in the New Testament, we've got First and Second Thessalonians and right. uh, Matthew 24. We talked about Revelation. We're here in 1 Thessalonians 5 all of that is there's a massive quantity of prophecy in the Bible that has of course been fulfilled in the past some of it but much of it is still yet to be fulfilled in the future so there's a great reason to study Bible prophecy
0: because so much of the Bible is prophecy. Excellent point and Nathan and that's why I love when you share those numbers and statistics because people need to recognize you know Bible prophecy is not just uh the four horsemen of the apocalypse (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, Sure, the X-Men can steal uh, that imagery from the Bible, but uh, you know, that's just fantasy. The right. reality is, is what the Bible, and that's tied to the second point, is the uniqueness of Bible prophecy, because while there's prophecy out there that's extra biblical outside the Bible, it's nonsense. None of it ever gets fulfilled, or it's mm. super vague, or it's made to be self stone. No other book in the Bible contains fulfilled Bible prophecy. Right. You won't find it in the in the Buddhist uh writing the Buddha or Confucius, you won't find it in the Islamic Quran, no. you won't find it in the Hindu Vedas or the Book of Mormon. They all have these these vague prophecies and, and a lot of these prophecies that they try to make of course have, uh, won't are uh, are not fulfilled, which again proves right. that they're false prophecy. But the Bible has prophecy after prophecy after prophecy yeah. in detail fulfilled totally and a hundred percent since we know that, say for instance, the first coming, over 300 prophecies concerning the first coming of Jesus, 109 distinct prophecies about the first coming were fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. So we know that the 500 prophecies in the Old Testament and 1 in 25 verses in the New Testament about Jesus' second coming will come true. Now, to me, fulfilled Bible prophecy is the ultimate validator
0: of scriptures, and that's the third point that the title prophecy proves that the Bible yeah. is indeed the Word of God. I love that. And, and Nathan, and, and that's why uh, we, people, it's almost like archaeology, right? Nathan, when you start digging up and you find these artifacts, you can't argue with that. It's there. <laughs> right? I mean,
1: uh, archaeology proves the Bible, well, so does Bible prophecy. It proves that the Bible is indeed the
0: true Word of God, and yeah. so we can put our faith and trust in the Bible. Absolutely. So yeah, they to take us through those points. I love that. I think that's that's a wonderful highlight for anyone that maybe is not familiar with biblical prophecy. So they can get a few uh, points in terms of why we study this, why we dedicate the whole time to it. Well, not only is prophecy that a
1: validator the Scripture, the Bible, is the real deal of the Word of God, but it validates Jesus, who he said he was. The, the fourth point would be made is that Bible prophecy validates Jesus, who he said he was, mainly. God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Like I said, 300 unique, uh, 300 prophecies with
0: 109 unique distinct separate prophecies about the first coming, all 100%
1: literally fulfilled. We're talking about the place of his birth and nature of his birth, uh, what happened during his ministry, the purpose of his life, his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, all fulfilled in Bible prophecy. That's amazing! Many were written hundreds of years before Christ was even more like the crucifixion. What having been invented yet by the Romans, 700 years before Christ died, it was wow. prophesied that he would be crucified. So we can trust that Jesus Christ is indeed the divine Son of God. And because of his death and resurrection, we too can be saved from our sins. We need yeah. to still prophecy in order for us
0: to be saved. I love that. And, Nathan, and that's why, again, like you mentioned, that's what separates Christianity uh, from all, all the religions. And that's why the biblical prophets that we're talking about is that that is found in the Word of God and in the Word of God only. Excellent. So, Nathan, point number five. The
1: revealer of the future. Bible prophecy serves to tell us that some things that God wants us to know about the future will indeed happen. Think of Deuteronomy twenty twenty-nine, which reads, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the yes. things revealed belong to us and our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of his law. <laughs> in other words, God wants us to know how it ends. He wants us to know uh, like a light shining in a dark place that Second 1 tells us. He wanted to understand that even though no eye is seen, no ear has heard, nor mind has conceived what God has prepared for those above. He still cracks the, the window open just a bit so we can peek through and see
0: out and see what God has planned for us. And man, that just what He has planned for us just he will blow our mind. I love that, Nick, and I love that verse that you share there—light in the darkness—and that's exactly what happens when we begin to see the truth of the Word of God, and it's just, it's almost like a flashlight actually shining in, in our faces, if you will. Absolutely, man, you are absolutely correct. And, and you know Nathan, I always like to, uh, uh, here actually, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, this I have my big flashlight here to go with that verse there, uh, because it's actually, that's, that, that is really biblical prophecy in a sense, it's like light shining uh, in the darkness, and, and I love that, so thank you for sharing that.
1: Well certainly it is. And it becomes then, like you said, a light shining in the darkness because it also point six is a tool for evangelism. In other words, you can use Bible prophecy as a very effective tool of evangelism. I I shudder when churches just reject Bible prophecy when it was it's a tool for evangelism and the Bible even gives details. The Bible gives uh, examples of like say Philip the Evangelist in Acts 8, That's right. He was was taken to a eunuch mm-hmm. from Africa and he used Bible prophecy about Isaiah, Isaiah's great suffering lamb passage from Isaiah fifty three to lead the eunuch mm-hmm. to know Jesus Christ as his Savior in the Savior. Mm-hmm. And the eunuch then brought the Bible to Africa and formed some of the earliest churches in American history. Uh, in Ethiopian history. Uh, so and he, again, Jesus was crucified and resurrected Peter referred to those prophecies to prove that Jesus was the Son of God, called back the prophecies to prove they was the Son of God. Uh, Jude and Peter and John, they all used fulfilled Bible prophecy to prove that the Bible is a real deal. So Bible prophecy is a light
0: shining in the darkness when it comes to evangelizing the lost. Wow Nathan, what a good point you make. I mean continents, uh, I mean just worlds uh, apart yet. Yeah. The Gospel has pierced through, God has been faithful to His Word through Biblical prophecy and evangelism, and you mentioned, that's a great point. People need to recognize that Biblical prophecy is a form of evangelism uh, that is effective today as well. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Excellent. So Nathan, point number six, number seven. I went ahead of my Right, yes. And that's that Bible prophecy is a great tool for moral
1: teaching. Most people think that prophecy is for yeah. telling about the future, but that's only one aspect of prophecy. The prophets, especially the major and minor prophets in the Old Testament, used prophecy to teach a moral lesson. That's what saying, a tool of moral teaching. Yeah. They weren't just saying, hey, the future is about this. They were saying, Get right with the Lord. Repent of your sins. Get right with Him because this is going to happen. Just like you read in First Thessalonians five, the world will face the day of the Lord, that great trial, which will become come down to the whole world one day. That's right. But in the process. Uh, Paul in 1 Thessalonians is teaching people to, to be moral, to repent of their sins, to turn to Jesus Christ as their Savior. So Bible prophecy teaches morality at the
0: same time as foretelling the future. Mm. And Nathan, that's a very good point because even today as Christians, we're called to live lives that are pure and holy. We're not to be getting drunk like the world does. We're, we're called to be different and also biblical prophecy in a sense hits us. Over the head, like a two by four, that our lifestyle does matter, right, Nathan? (laughs)
1: God's watching. What we do is in in a closet somewhere that's unseen. God sees, He's omnipresent, He's everywhere. He's all knowing, He's all seeing, He's all wise. And so we know that God knows what we're doing. And so, as Christians, not only we we evangelize in the lost with it, but it should be a great moral teacher in our own Mm -hmm. lives to know that what Jesus sacrificed on his behalf for us. Yeah. By giving, coming down as all-knowing, all-powerful God, as a human, giving up all his, his uh, or at least for a time, his great expansiveness to become like a man to suffer and die and take the suffering of, of our death unto him. I mean, that should keep us
0: in line throughout our entire life. Excellent point, Nathan. So again, uh, a course in biblical prophecy is what we're talking about here, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and again, we're excited because this is, we believe, a very important subject matter and a topic that uh, it's important for everyone, for all believers. And Nathan, as you continue to take us through these points, I know we have a few more left. What's next? Well, not only is it a
1: great moral guide in our lives. But it's also a generator for spiritual growth. In other words, we know that the future is coming with man, and sure we're always seeing it's always it's never here, it's never here. I don't know if you're like me. But you know, you get kind of impatient about it, because you, you see the events the Bible is prophesying just starting to come together here. But so James tells us in James 5 that we need to be patient, waiting for the Lord. Yes. And we also, as Matthew 24 tells us, we need to be watchful, keep watchful, yeah. keep an eye out, don't give up, don't get tired waiting for the Lord to return. He tells us. Jesus himself tells us to keep watchful. We're also as Second Timothy 4 tells us to be dedicated to the work, dedicated yeah. to evangelism. Dedicated to service and Titus 2 tells us to have hope.
0: So man, all of these things work towards spiritual growth in the unbeliever. What, what, what a great word of encouragement. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do get a little bit discouraged because I'm like, okay Lord, when we see events happening, we see shootings, we see all, I'm like, Lord, come now. What's taking you so long? <laughs>
1: Well, you just stumbled upon point number nine, understanding current events. You're right. Man, I don't know about you, but every time you think society is stooped to as low as it can get, it gets lower. lower. And more disasters happen naturally, more uh, social and political unrest, more wars and rumors of wars, more natural disasters. Right. And you're like, where is this leading to? Why does the, especially the Middle East look like it's going to yeah. explode? Well, we know that Israel, is God's prophetic time clock. It is mm-hmm. the focus, it is the apex, it is the center of all Bible prophecy. And When we watch Israel, we know what's going to happen. So that of course gives us the hope for the future. We know how it's going to turn out, but it also helps
0: us understand what's going on in our day and age. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent Nathan. And yeah, and, and as we, uh, of course, as we're looking at these points, I think each and every one of them is very important because We find that it's just important nuggets as we as Christians, oftentimes, we're human. We get discouraged. We take our eyes off the Lord and we put it on the things of the world. But we need to recognize that Bible prophecy also helps us to realign us to the truth that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon. So whatever we're worrying about, hey, that can be, uh, that can change in a blink of an eye. Nathan, point number 10.
1: Well, not only do we know the signs of the times are going around, but it signifies the season that Jesus Christ is coming back. Yes. God has never, NEVER throughout biblical history allowed the society to get so evil before he came in justice. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah, for example, when open homosexuality and rape gangs roamed the streets and that was, it was legal. Right. Well, you know, we're a to a point in society, I look at Europe, they're, they're actually forgiving Muslims for going around raping people. I mean, it's, it's gone insane, and it seems like the world has gone insane. God won't let it get to a point where it's beyond impossible. Yeah. He will come back, He will return. So brother, you take an effect full circle to 1 Thessalonians 5, where it says, at the time of the epoch, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourself know full well that the day of the court will come. So we know that when the day of the Lord comes, Jesus Christ will rapture the church out of here, off this earth and up to heaven, before the world will get as bad
0: as it is meant to be. Woo, praise the Lord. And what wonderful hope, Nathan, you just share with us in those incredible points. And again, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, the question is, what are you waiting for? And right now, you have an opportunity to change uh, that destiny, that if you're headed in the wrong direction, if you recognize, hey, Make a U-turn. Turn around. Repent. And that's what we're talking about here. And Nathan, maybe there's someone there that does, out here that, that doesn't know the Lord. Maybe they're watching or listening to his program either now live, or at a future time. But they haven't trusted in Christ. How can they start their relationship with Him even right now? It's time to surrender.
1: You need to give up. Raise the white flag. You cannot control your own life. If it's out of control, in which it is, You know that you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. He died for your sins for you. He loved you that much. He died for your sins. It's time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Accept Him as your Savior. Pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus promises to do just that. Your sins, your transgressions, your rebellion against Him are forgiven. That guilt you're carrying around, Take those heavy bags off. You have been free, and you
0: can now be a recipient of eternal life with Jesus Christ in heaven forever. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan. Jones. said, that, yeah, maybe you uh, pray that prayer. Hey, make sure that you let us know. We would love to send you more information so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And if you're a believer, we want to encourage you, hey, this course in biblical prophecy, again, it's just a nugget. Uh, for you to uh, encourage you to deep, deep, uh, uh, go deeper in the Word of God and study the Word of God. And, and Nathan, we said uh, that at the end, people will receive uh, a prize. Now, they're probably wondering, well, what am I going to get? But Nathan. I'm wondering what it's going to be. Any <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Nathan, really, the gift is found in Revelation 1 3. And we find that the Bible I- offers that person a blessing
1: (laughs) oh that
0: is a wonderful blessing too man that's a great gift that's a great gift so Nathan that is the prize revelation 1 3 and I think that that's that's why you and I get so excited to be able to encourage people uh, to dive into biblical prophecy because they will be blessed amen brother yeah revelation prophecy you study bible prophecy
1: you will if you read it and use it and adhere to it, yeah. you will receive a
0: blessing from God. Ooh, praise the Lord.
1: Praise day, man.
0: Awesome. Well, Nathan Jones, thank you so much for being part of the program. And thank you for sharing those wonderful points with us. Oh, great to be on, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, of course, we ran right out of time for this segment of the program. Thank you, Nathan Jones. We thank you for being part of the program. But we want to encourage you to continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. He's coming back very, very soon. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Have a
1: great day.